Hey guys, this is Jose Galison. You're watching No Way Jose. You can find me on No Way Jose YouTube channel, all the major odd podcasters and Aussie as well. It's been a while since I've used my uh, normal default intro there, but uh, I figured it seemed fitting today with all the bank fuckery going on. Uh, I mean, I haven't really been following that too too closely, to be honest with you. I'm not the least bit surprised. But uh, I do want to let you guys know what's going on today. Today, it is a live stream. This is the first current events live stream I think I've done because we'll be touching the Ohio stuff. And we're a little bit behind on the curve, so I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to be still somewhat topical. So I did this one as a live stream. So, you know, with that, if you're in the live chat, feel free to ask questions. Uh, I mean, if it looks pertinent enough in the live chat, I'll bring it up. If you pay me money, I guarantee you I'll bring it up. So, you know, make make that decision. Uh, if the live chat gets bumping, then it's a, even if it is a good question, I may not be able to keep up with it. So just letting you know, I'll try my best to keep up with it. Uh, so if you have any good questions, be, feel free to put them in there. Today, my guest is Addy Ads. Some of you guys might know him. He does a lot of on the ground type journalism. Uh, we'll talk to him about some of that today. I do let you guys know, like I said, typically this it's not a live stream. I do the Four Pony Boys as a live stream. I, and like I said, if on the rare time there's something somewhat current events related, I'll do a live stream as well, this being one of them. Most of my stuff, like over 90% of my content is paywalled, which means which what that means for me is like roughly like a week or so later. I'll, like, I'll do a live stream for my patrons r- roughly a week later. I'll put it up for everybody else. So if you want to get that, uh, it's patreon.com. So no way it's a 2020. It's the lowest level is two bucks. Highest level is 20. 20 is my sponsors. My sponsors are Mikel Thorpe of the Expat Money Show. Also have Jeremy as an Etsy store, etsy.com slash shop slash uh, Raising Liberty. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeremy Rhymes. And also have my co-host, The Tower Gang, uh, which, as I always remind you guys, is an offensive comedy podcast. If you go there and say, oh, my God, those jokes offended me. I, like, well, I mean, I told you. I, I, don't, I don't want to tell you. But if you want to follow my co-host, uh, Toad, you can follow him at Tower Gang Toad. Uh, also, Zach Overacker, at Z-O-V-E-R-A-C-K. If you follow him on Twitter. Also, Toplobsa.com. Use Jose at checkout for 10% off. You can get my Terrence Hickey Didn't Kill Himself shirt that's up on there. And then just, you know, I have a few other shirts as well. Or you can get other show merch, Tower Gang merch, you know, other stuff he has that's not even show related. Uh, highly recommend it. Top Lobster's my guy. With that, let's go ahead and get Addy Eds in here. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, Jose. Thanks for having me on the show, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Uh, it sounds like you've been jet lag going all over the place. Uh, we had scheduled before. You had to I didn't move it around, but I guess that's the life of uh, what you're doing. So, yeah, thanks for being flexible. Uh, yeah, I w- was uh, not planning on it, but I was in the Dominican Republic uh, last week and just got back. I'm in Florida right now. I was just helping somebody write their book over the past few days, but we're the last couple of days just been working on my own stuff. So, cool. What part of Florida? Obviously, I'm not asking specifics, but just roughly what area. Oh, yeah, I'll just tell you. I'm in uh, Leesburg area, so it's like north central between Tampa and Orlando. It's oh, like an hour you're... or so northwest okay. or west of Orlando. Okay, cool. You're probably only like 30 minutes away from me right now. So, Oh, nice. So, Where are you? Yeah. You're in Tampa? Uh, Tampa area. I'm like 45 minutes south of it. So, but yeah, okay, Tampa. cool. Between Tampa and Brandon, if you know that. Well, maybe area, I'll that come area. visit you if you're if you're around. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I don't, are you? Do you live here, or are you you're just here temporarily for the moment? No, I'm staying with my friend uh, friends, and one of them is who I'm helping uh, finish her book, which she's been writing for a while. So it worked out pretty well. I've been meaning to come, you know, and visit them for a while, and uh, I like Florida in the winter. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I feel you. It's a little rough in the summer, but it makes up for it in the winter. 
yeah. but you know, with with uh, all this little little small talk aside, let's go ahead and get to who you are, what you're about, because uh, uh, I mean, you've kind of done a bunch of covered a bunch of different stories. But I guess uh, just for my audience, they may not know exactly who you are. Uh, maybe if there's anything with your claim to fame uh, or, you know, fame, quote unquote. But, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, but, yeah, I'll let you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say I'm probably most well known for covering the Glenn Maxwell trial. But uh, I was also uh, in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Uh, you know, covering the stuff there. I was covering the, the virus origins in 2020, um, which obviously a lot of people have seen vindication for with the, the lab leak uh, confirmation, which, you know, they're kind of trying to pin solely on China, obviously. But yeah, uh, yeah what else have I done? Um, yeah, so I guess the Epstein stuff, I've been pretty deep into that. Uh, I was also in Brazil uh, in the aftermath of the election they just had last year, uh, which was pretty intense. Uh, the CIA basically told me to leave, so I had to leave. I was only there like five days. Um, and then I covered the speaker, the house race for speaker, just, you know, you know, journalism-wise, just writing and stuff. And... Yeah, I've been, you know, running my podcast for a few years. Actually, that was what I started doing as far as uh, politics and coverage of politics went. So that I I now am am broadcasting that on KGRA on weekdays at 10 a.m., which is a top 10 Internet radio station. And that's the public intel report. So I do interviews in in politics and news. yeah, those are kind of my highlights. I've written uh, a couple books and shorter kind of booklets uh, as well on, you know, stories that I've done. Uh, for example, uh, in Georgia in 20, well, I don't know, we're on YouTube, so I probably shouldn't mention that. That election we had a couple of years ago, I had to do with that. And um, <laughs> um, in Georgia and the Secretary of State there, so... Um, but yeah, those are those are some of the highlights. Um, but yeah, I've been doing it independently pretty much from the beginning, which I'm I'm very proud of. So, how long have you been at it? Because I mean, that's a that's a. I feel like you've at least been prominent for less than five years, uh, and at least on my radar. Uh, but I mean, geez, you just listed a long resume there. So I mean, I don't know if it's just a lot in a short amount of time or or a little yeah. bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I guess I haven't been really doing it that long. Somebody else pointed that out too, actually, which I, I found it was actually a really good compliment. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, I'm just you know lucky because I did have somebody kind of mentor me, uh, George Webb, for uh, a while, which is tremendously helpful. But also just the timing of it too. I think there's a, a bull market in politics or political coverage, albeit uh, there isn't a financial. Uh, kind of reward that goes along with that. Uh, you know, I still think there's a, you know, a, um, there's like more information and more stories than there are people covering it. And part of the issue, which I just alluded to, is the fact that there isn't a whole lot of uh, incentive to, to cover stories if there's, you know, if people aren't getting paid to do it. And I've made this comparison once before, but um, the more I think about it, the more it seems pretty apt to me. Uh, and it's not perfect because, uh, I'll explain why, but 
I was listening to an an interview a, a professional chess player has. His name is Richard Rat Report, and he's from Hungary. And he was basically saying he somewhat regrets choosing to be a chess player because he spent so much time doing it, um, and there's no financial reward for it. Now, I'm not saying it's one and the same because um, you know chess players are kind of like professional athletes or professional musicians in the sense that they're always basically trying to get better at one thing whereas you know in in other crafts and other fields um, the the learning and the abilities are more intensive rather than or excuse me they're more extensive rather than intensive um, but nonetheless i i saw a similarity just because of other people i've talked to in the field who are further down more accomplished than i am and they have been doing it longer they're like further down the path um and I don't really see, uh, you know, I just, I still don't see the rewards down, you know, down, down the path, uh, particularly if you're someone who's writing, who, uh, or is covering politics, who doesn't have a political bias or is speaking truth to power in a, in a very meaningful way. Uh, for example, your, we were just talking about the, your mention of the, um, the OKC cop that, that died which um you know like nobody's ever gonna pay jose for that but that he had a large in my estimation uh reason to do with that even being mentioned at all by cnn so um really moving the needle it you know unfortunately you don't really get financially compensated for uh, a lot of the time yeah i i like to think uh at least maybe this may be an optimistic uh like people like me and you like kind of what we're doing is I think we're a little bit ahead of the curve, uh, and so we may, I guess maybe this is, could be an exercise of utility, I could be wrong, but I really do think there is a, you know, if you put in the time, it will pay off over time. Because like we, you said, we were chatting about that before, and that's actually a pretty good example. It's kind of like, you know, for those who aren't aware, you haven't been paying attention to my show and what's going on, I wore a Terrence Yeeke didn't kill himself shirt on Tim Cass. I mentioned it at the beginning, and then less than a month later, CNN covered it. Uh, yeah, story which is it, huge because yeah. I don't think the mainstream's ever done that. Have they? I mean, you would know better than I would. Not that I'm aware of, at yeah. least not since '95. Like, and it's since that period of time they that was always. Like, yeah, they've never said this is another possibility. Like, how yeah. did this guy die? Basically, yeah, it was always relegated off the side as like you know fringe conspiracy nonsense, and like yeah, maybe smaller publications would cover it, but like a mainstream media publication. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, uh, but I mean, I might be a little bit wrong, but at least not in the past couple decades, because uh, CNN actually did uh, pretty good coverage of uh, Kenneth Trinity. So, I mean, I didn't watch the whole I want to say it was like one of their 60 minutes or whatever the hell it is they do uh, some sort of special. It was pretty decent from what I saw. But this was like back in like the late 90s. So, you know, I mean, a lot's changed since then. Uh, but yeah, no, it is. It is like uh, I think we're in this weird position where, like, people like me and you, we can make a lot of difference in in kind of. Uh, I guess this may be looking a little bit, uh, you know, uh, materialistically, but it's almost like we're building up accolades. We're all also showing building up credibility, and I just think hopefully over time that builds up. I think this alternative sphere is building up, and the people you know building up now kind of like, you know, what you've definitely done with like your Ghislaine coverage, your election coverage, stuff like that. I think it will pay off in the long run. It's just a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a balancing act where right now it's a, we're, we're like one's way up here and one's way down here. And I, I think it'll even out over time, especially as the mainstream media is being hollowed out. 
Because I mean, you see places like Dave Smith, like his show, part of the problem. They he gets like more views than like primetime CNN. So it's like I, I think that's the, the way the energy's moving. So, but we'll see. I'm, I might be wrong. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I mean, hopefully, I guess I'm being optimistic because uh, yeah. I was telling you before, I make like probably 300 to 600 bucks a month from this. Through Spreaker? Or how, how do you make money doing that? Uh, the assortment of things. I get, you know, ad money from my uh, my audio stuff, super chats. From uh, YouTube or? From or... YouTube. Yeah. Okay. But I, I get ads from my audio podcast. I get ad revenue. I have, uh, I okay. do get super chats and I also have a Patreon. I mean, at some point I probably need to build up another one, but I don't really even make enough off Patreon to even really merit making some sort of other, cause I know Patreon has an inherent problems, but I'm like, until I'm like making over a thousand a month off Patreon, it's kind of like, a, whatever, what, what do I really need to diversify for too much? So <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. And what are you using to host your podcast? Uh, using StreamYard, which costs like twenty five. Oh, oh, you mean to like to disperse it to other or distribute it? Yeah, I use Red Circle. I mean, I don't know if it, okay. I have. I'm a tech idiot, so I have no idea if that makes a difference. So like, it makes that... a slight. Difference. I'm just curious because mm-hmm. I I don't make. I mean, I my I my I was in a financial situation last year, so I had to stop paying my podcast, and um, I stopped paying it. And they eventually took it down. Um. So I need to get it back up. I'm just um, so that's 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 good. You're monetized though, because I've I've never been, never been monetized, unfortunately. Um, yeah, me. But YouTube, yeah, you don't make shit yeah. off of the uh, ad revenue from YouTube, and like even really yeah. the audio ones, you don't make shit either. I pro- I make like less than a hundred bucks a month off of the audio podcasts. So uh, okay, it's the random super chats, and then the in uh, the Patreon that really is where the bulk of money come from views off of youtube is is nonsense unless you're making like monster views uh because yeah, it's like less yeah. than a cent per view or something ridiculous so it's like i turn it off most times because i my my theory is you if you have your monetization on for a video you're more likely to get dinged for it so uh yeah anything i'm even the slightest bit worried about i'll just turn the monetization off for that individual one uh yeah i just lost my my 12th channel unfortunately um oof. so i think i'm just gonna fo- start focusing on rumble in yeah, terms of probably smart. Yeah, I mean, yeah. at some point, I'm on Odyssey as well, but uh, I mean, I do okay on there. Uh, I mean, eventually, I need to get in Rumble. It, it it is a hard game. I've been lucky so far with my YouTube. I've gotten a I've gotten a warning and two strikes. I was able to get both strikes taken away. I still am sitting on the warning, uh, and pretty much nothing they ever really did was anything that was that crazy. Surprisingly, as much stuff I've as I've done that they probably could get me for, but. Uh, it's always like the stuff that's really not that bad. You're like, what the hell? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's different for you. You did stuff where you're like, I'm probably going to get hit for this and you get hit for it. <laughs> so, uh, but it was always shit that I'm like, what the fuck? <clears throat> like one was an edit that uh, someone made. I use as an intro and it was like a, you know, a highlight reel of all the fucked up shit the CIA has done. And like, oh, wow. so <laughs> that's what got it. Cause it said like gratuitous violence, but it was shit like, I know Gaddafi getting killed and stuff like that. So, oh wow! Did you make it yourself? The no, video? I found it on Twitter. I have a, I, okay. I have a habit of finding these dope ass uh, edits yeah. on Twitter and use. There's some interest. cool ones. I don't even know who made. I saw at least one or two, and somebody made it to like this drill song, uh, which is like really hard trap from Chicago, and about doing drugs and it was just a compilation of nazis from nazi germany it was really funny um yeah. but uh, yeah at crack connoisseur is a good follow for that if you don't follow him already he's 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 got okay. a lot of good ones for those 
okay, yeah, that's okay. that's actually what set me down the Yiki path. Interestingly enough, I saw one of his oh. edits and I was like, "Holy shit!" And then I you know started digging. Oh, I think him. I actually saw that one. That must have yeah. been the guy I saw. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, oh, he does great work. I think people repost him and and don't give him credit, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I got to check him out. Um, did you make your your own intro? I, it's pretty good. Uh, no, yeah. I had a buddy of mine, Justin <clears throat> Campbell, make that for me uh, forever ago, back when I like started. Okay, uh, I like video I... editing. I, I want to get better at it. Um, yeah, like do some of the the cartoon stuff. I want to try to get into and um, yeah, even like the AI stuff. I don't know if there's. Uh, I just used the, the AI recently for text um actually for for my book stuff and then the images too a little bit but yeah no i i just get uh, my buddy top lops to do all my images <laughs> i don't know how to fuck with any of that stuff i guess i guess with the ai art though now you can just kind of get them to do it for you you know you don't really need uh, sorry top i guess you're out of the picture <laughs> yeah well it, yeah it doesn't always do the best job i'm still experimenting with it and trying different different platforms but the nice thing is it helps with the the search engine optimization because the the image is original right you're not repeating somebody else's or using the daily mails or something because i guess that bumps it up when you when you have an original that makes sense i can understand why if it's a or even just you know it, inherently in people's head if it's a picture they've seen before they're gonna be less likely to click on it since they yeah. feel like it's information they've already treaded over well i mean yeah hopefully me and you can start Get some money. I, I'm definitely not against that. I'd love to do this full time. So with that, if you guys want to give me money, you know, that's fucking fucking dope. But uh, I, I don't know. I By the way, those who haven't been paying, paying attention, uh, you know, on Twitter, like a lot of us are, I think I'm supposed to be going on Dave Smith's show here soon to cover the OKC stuff, uh, part of the problem. So that, that should be fun. Hopefully, maybe I get some more viewership, get some more <laughs> stuff. Because, yeah, it would be great. Because, I mean, if I was able to, I know you probably feel the same exact way. If I was able to fucking, like, I would be turning out some good stuff if I had, if I was making like good money and, you know, able to actually put time. Cause I work full time. I have another job, you know, me and my wife both work full time. We both have our own business together that we do. I have this, I have other shit. I have multiple acres. So it's like, okay, like yeah. literally my, the extent of my podcasting really is like, while I'm doing manual labor, I'm usually listening to podcasts and that's my like research for what I want to talk about. And then I just kind of talk about it. So if I was actually able to like cut back on like all my other things by, you know, monetary incentive mm -hmm. here, that would give me so much more time to be able to, I don't know, dig in books or do this or do that. That would make me, you know, be able to do so much better, really. I mean, I'm sure you can probably, you know, sympathize with that. I'm sure that would open up a lot. Well, my thing is my, my time is largely free, but just figuring out what's the best way to use it um, can exactly. be difficult. Um, like I mentioned the, uh, I was telling Jose before the reason I, I would still be up in Ohio, but I was basically looking, um, you know, in the leads for possible patrons down here in Florida. But it, it worked out because I'm I'm working on somebody's book now. So, um, you know, that's a good thing. But, um, yeah, if if my pay was stable, I, I you know, I would have just probably stayed up in Ohio um, to cover that. But um it is what it is you know i i do feel very lucky that i am in the position that i'm in um because they're you know other people are like just scraping uh, as far as i can i've been told like to even get you know a little bit involved in in this industry but i think a lot of them try to do it for the wrong reasons yeah um 
if you're doing it for money, it's not going to work out. But it is like you get to a certain point where like, it'd be nice if there was money. I could do a better job. But yeah. 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 I would say or, or fame or or even partisanship, you know, it, I would say is, is the wrong reason. Uh, yeah. As, as in the end, in the long run. But yeah. Um, I was going to mention something else. I can't remember what. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Uh, well, I mean, aside from monetary, uh, you know, kind of setbacks, w- what other kind of setbacks have you seen in your multiple? Because it seems to be a through line that I've seen, at least maybe I'm maybe it's just the one thing with the South American uh, stuff. Uh, but I feel like I've seen multiple times where you've run into issues with authority uh, in your in your endeavors. Uh, or maybe it was just that one time I'm thinking of. But I swear there are others. Yeah, I mean, I got disallowed from going in the courtroom in in Manhattan twice, uh, which is a little weird. Uh, And one was a court security officer or a a court martial. I'm not really, I can't remember exactly. Um, But what else? I mean, yeah, the the stuff in Brazil was the most uh, intense, I would say. (laughs) Well, I almost just got arrested in the Dominican Republic, but that was not related to work. That was just kind of bad luck uh, more than anything. Um, <laughs> they saw but, you and said, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> well, they have these like shakedown points in the yeah. highways um, where they basically just, you know, you, you give them cash or whatever. Um, so, yeah, you just got to be aware. Um, but yeah, as far as other interactions i mean the fbi actually yeah after january 6th i think it was the week of the 20th it was it might have been the day of biden's inauguration actually they showed up at my brother's house which was my last it was actually my last official uh residential address but i was traveling at the time so i wasn't home so um they didn't they didn't actually i didn't have an interaction with them uh, any agents um but yeah it's happened a, a couple times like that but since then nothing nothing recent but um yeah as far as the january 6th stuff that definitely seems to be um doing a 180 as far as the narrative goes yeah it's a uh, it's kind of crazy really i mean they're trying doing a 180 but the people trying to maintain the uh stranglehold in the narrative or you know clawing and scra- trying to scrape it back it's kind of pathetic <laughs> really they're not even doing a good job um but i mean i guess maybe they get certain people to stay retained in that uh that thought were you were you covering the january 6th stuff because i don't recall that uh, yeah did you kind yeah. of fall on the the right side of it and you know in in regards i would assume so I, um it, like on the political spectrum or which well or I, I no i don't mean right as in right left i just mean uh i guess what mean you would probably consider the correct position that like what the fuck like yeah, sure, there are probably some people doing violent stuff, but most of these people, it looks like uh, there's more going on here, and they're, now they're being, it's completely dispor- disproportionate whatever punishment they're receiving at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, by, I mean, George called me at the time and told me, he's like, don't go up there, they're trying to get people arrested, and I was with my patron at the time, too, and so we just kind of stayed down, we were on the, I guess that's the mall side, um not the side with the supreme court but um closer to the the lincoln memorial uh but yeah they they tend to show the same footage you know really uh the most intense footage but there were so many people there that day and and you know even just going like 100 yards away the vibe was was completely different but um 
yeah, it was it was very interesting watching it happen. It was almost like right as it became it hit one o'clock, the whatever you know the operation seemed to seemed to begin. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty bizarre. I mean, that's something too that I've I've done too is try to interview like Derek Evans. I interviewed. I think I was the first person he spoke to uh, when he got out of prison. Um, and likewise, when he, he announced his congressional run, so, um, definitely try to help. And, and they got like a Twitter space community too, that's growing as well. The January 6th defendants, which is good. Yeah. You said you covered the, uh, the, the vax, uh, you know, labs or the COVID lab stuff. Um, I, I don't know. I'm assuming you probably saw recently the, uh, the recent vote in, uh, with Congress or whatever, about uh, declassifying all the stuff. I, my assumption is that uh, um, this is essentially a going to be a limited hangout that they're all going to fall behind on how it was all the Chinese. And then that will just further wartime posturing, whether we go to war or not. That's a different story. Uh, I think there's definitely a whole lot more to it. Is there anything substantial that you can think of offhand? Obviously you prepare for this. I know you followed it. That really kind of sullies the, americans in this and that they may have had a point because I'll, I'll be completely honest i think uh i guess i should be careful when i work because we're on youtube but uh i think it's a little bit more than the chinese did at all <laughs> so if they're coming out uh you know if they're coming out like oh fuck the chinese oh what the hell's going on they're confirming lab leaks now it it, it makes me think oh okay well there's more to this because i mean maybe it's just my pattern recognition my conspiracy mind because uh, I'm not basing this on any facts particularly. I haven't followed it too closely, just close enough to have a, a gut feeling on a situation. But that's uh, that's kind of my gut feeling. Is that, is that Does that seem to be – is that your gut feeling as well? And do you have anything really to back that up? Yeah, yeah. As, uh, as far as primary source documents, um, I couldn't tell you off the, the top of the dome right now, but it's something I'm going to revisit soon. But uh, – if there's any name to remember, I would say it's probably Peter Daszak uh, for people that don't know uh, and the Eco Health Alliance and, you know, the, the role that group played with regards to the funding of the research. Um, and then the other one would be a location as well, which would be Fort Detrick, uh, actually in Maryland, uh, in Frederick, Maryland, uh, which I, I actually may stop, stop by on my way up north. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I would, uh, you know, invite people to to check that out. But as far as the narrative, yeah, I do think they're trying to use this as a partial admittance of truth or omittance of the truth to pivot and put the blame solely on China, like you mentioned, for uh, for those war drums that they seem, especially the Republican media seems to be wanting to to beat, uh, you know, like. Uh, Pasobic and and Bannon and so on, obviously, really um, anti anti CCP more than more than even more than anti communist, I would say, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I do want to I, I want to revisit that. Uh, like I would I would host these COVID roundtables back in the day, and one of the professors I had on, he actually just replayed one of them recently. Uh, Professor Cooey up in Pittsburgh, who I'm actually going to stop to see uh, as well on my next um, when I head up north. But uh, yeah, Eco Health Alliance, Peter Daszak um, for sure. But 
Uh, if I remember the, it went from from Dietrich to Winnipeg up in Canada, and then from Winnipeg in Canada to uh, the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan, uh, China. So, um, yeah, it's yeah, I, I would agree with your assessment though. They're going to try to tell this partial truth to pin it all on China. Yeah, they'll be able to beat the war drums for China, which will cause a loud, you know, cantankerous kind of uh, distraction from the real truth. They can kind of wallow in the whole wartime fervor and kind of, you know, make the origins more of a thing that goes off to the side. Uh, I got random super chat from JC for 10 bucks. Cool. Appreciate it, bud. Nice. Uh, once again, feel free to ask questions in the chat if you guys have anything. I'm uh, scrolling through to see if there's anything else in there. All right, uh, let's sure. go ahead and get into the Ohio derailment. Uh, just for the you know, just for the start, for those who haven't you know, pay attention, just kind of just give the you know breakdown of what happened. I don't know maybe I guess the official narrative, I guess essentially uh, first, and then we can kind of start getting to what you discovered, kind of what your thoughts on it, etc. Yeah, so it was let's see, about some ten days or so before. It really broke in the mainstream, and uh, even the alternative media kind of failed to to pick up on this. And the train derailment itself is uh, an occurrence which is actually pretty frequent. But uh, what was unique about this, obviously, was the chemical spill and the way they disposed of the chemicals afterwards. Uh, with you know, as as people have have seen uh, dead fish, uh, lizards, newts, um, and now deer showing up as well as a result of consumption or interaction, ingestion of these chemicals of some of some sort, uh, which includes butyl acrylate and vinyl chloride. Um, I think vinyl chloride being the most discussed uh, chemical that's, that's spilled. But uh, yeah, as I mentioned, I was there, one of the first people there one of the reporters from News Nation actually got arrested covering, uh, I think it was Governor DeWine's press conference. But uh, it was interesting seeing the reaction to, you know, not necessarily my reporting, but the reporting that happened when I got there. Um, for example, Troy Nels is a GOP rep who showed up there and was trying to tell people the city water was was fine by any he he drank some a cup of water and claimed that it was city water which was kind of weird because i have a personal history with him and uh, an article i wrote about um mark epstein's humpty dumpty institute and the ngo that that is sponsoring a trip that nels took to go see vladimir Zelensky before the war um so maybe that was coincidental. Maybe it had more so to do with J.D. Vance. I, I don't really know. But it does seem to be more indication of the the pro-Trump, anti-Trump Republican uh, fight that is continuing. Uh, and I see J.D. Vance was there earlier today again. And, you know, that um, – and I, I left shortly thereafter, whereas, like I mentioned, to go do that stuff in Florida – and then Trump showed up like a few days later um, after after that whole thing with um, Nels and then Vance. And um, yeah, so it was definitely turned into a political stunt and politicized um, by, you know, people on both sides. And then, and then Mayor Pete shows up, which is hilarious um, with his uh, his vest and his construction hat. Um, 
which was, you know, it, I think it just made him, he, he almost at that point should have not even showed up at all because it was after Trump showed up and Trump just made him look stupid. Uh, as usual, I don't know. It's like you think these people would be realizing Trump would take advantage of this, of such a situation. But uh, regardless, uh, the, the biome and, you know, geological and, and natural wildlife fallout from this i think is going to be felt for probably decades unfortunately but um yeah so i'm not i'm not too you know much of in a hurry to to get back up there especially if someone's paying me to help with their book down here in florida because uh, there was one kid who was covering and he actually got sick um he, i think he puked actually uh when he was near the train tracks but i, I wore a mask uh, anytime i get got close to the water or or the fallout site, but, um, yeah, it's, it's been really weird, man. Like not just that, but the train, you know, derailments and the, the warehouse explosions too in Florida and, uh, in Arizona. And, um, yeah, it does. <laughs> it just seems like that operation gladio fall behind <laughs> fifth generation war, you know, psych, uh, war type of, head offensive stuff you know it's 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 really bizarre yeah no i, I know what you mean it, it is kind of hard you do see patterns and it's hard to tell like am i just stringing together dots here is there something i mean yeah when you're looking at just random businesses or, or warehouses exploding or trains derailing you're like okay well, these are you understand their normal occurrences so but you're like at what point like when you see a string of them is like is it just because i'm being told about this more is it there's something more to it did you feel like there's anything more to the train derailment? Is there anything to suggest that? I know a lot of people immediately jumped on that. Oh, it was intentional or something. I mean, I, I, I'm not against that. I just, I feel like I need a little bit more than just pattern recognition to really jump along on that, that train, you know, a pun. Yeah. I, I mean, the, mean the pun, but it works, I guess. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I, I mean, the next question would be like, why would they do that? Which I don't, I don't really see the benefit other well, I can than that one. <laughs> what, what, what would you say? Real estate, like buying up the real estate or. Uh, I mean, for it'd be strategy of tension type thing, you know, it's more of a psychological, you know, population right, right. thing. I would think if you're looking at, I mean, if we're being conspiratorial and you're saying this is coming from on, on high. You know, keeping the people kind of afraid, you know, they, they cling sure. for the government, uh, you know, they cling for safety. I mean, it makes sense from that, uh, you know. It's, I mean, it is usually you would think they would try to be a little bit more clear, like, uh, you know, because a lot of people surmise that, okay, see, might have been a Gladio thing. I lean towards that theory, uh, although I'm also, you know, fine with it being, uh, I mean, I, I'm also willing to, like, back off and be like, okay, fine, but I can at least prove there was a giant cover-up. Whether it was an actual Gladio operation is a different story. But something that like that's a little bit more like you can understand because they kind of made the militia movement look like shit. That was kind of like a growing threat. Whereas like a train, mm. you're like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because they're like, well, that's kind of fucking easy. All we got to do is plant the charge on the track here. It's too easy yeah. not to. I, I don't know. I don't know how these fucking literal demons, you know, think. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's in in the context of the you know, the nationwide trailment, train derailments and explosions and stuff. Yeah, I could definitely see the psychological objective that could be attained. Uh, but as a standalone, it doesn't really make sense to do that chemical spill in Ohio 
um, which is why I mentioned the real estate thing in the sense that it makes people want to move away. sell, you know, cheapens the land. So somebody like BlackRock or Vanguard, Vanguard could buy it up. But um, yeah, in the, in the broader context of things, it's, um, you know, and I'll, I think it's fair to point out that the infrastructure of the country is uh, old and wearing out as well and not, not well maintained. I think it's fair to say in a lot of places. Yeah, that, that's fair. Uh, what, so what is the current deal with the whole chemical spill aspect? I know it, it seemed to be they were claiming, oh, it was all on the up and up. This is perfectly fine. But a lot of people were saying, oh, the stuff they are carrying, they shouldn't have been. I, I don't really know. It seems to be getting into the minutia there. I, I don't really know if you have any thoughts. Like, did someone fuck up or, or was this perfectly just a you know perfect disaster, essentially? Yeah, an engineer spoke to me uh, off the record and he said the the first two people in terms of the line of responsibility would be the train conductor and then the train engineer because they are the ones responsible for the safety checks uh entering and, and exiting a, a station um yeah the stuff they were carrying was was legal but what Another thing that was out of the ordinary was the lack of a manifest, which listed exactly what was uh, on the train, on the rail cars, and and where. Um, so that was out of the norm uh, as well. Uh, but also, and and you may have covered this already, but it was a good twenty miles miles or so. So you know, about twenty minutes that the train was actually. Um, on fire as a result of, I think it was an axle break uh, or a, um, a broken axle. Um, so why that wasn't picked up was another another issue. I think that was that was brought up. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see because I'm actually going to go meet up with some some of the locals that I'm, I met up with. They want to talk to me again, um, which is cool. They re they reached out to me. A couple of them did so um we'll see we'll see what they say but um they pretty much everyone i spoke to felt that the the railway norfolk southern was at most you know held the most accountability with what happened mm. uh here's someone brought up in the chat they said there's an intel chip company slated for ohio uh, i don't know exactly the name of that but i did see a few kind of like little conspiracy theories i know they had uh what this wristband thing that was going around there that uh i guess oh, was yeah. kind of supposed to have all yep. your medical information and that was like a lot of thing a lot of people were you know kind of jumping on for like the conspiratorial angles i, I mean i don't know what you're i guess we were talking about like possible theories of why is this was there anything weird that you know you thought you know was pertinent there or is that just kind of grasping at straws because i mean when i saw that kind of felt like grasping at straws although i wouldn't be above thinking maybe there's something there it just seemed pretty weak for me yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of agnostic on it, but I guess yeah. the idea is, uh, and don't quote me on this, but Tori was talking about it. Uh, it was something to do with these chip companies in Ohio and the demand for production of them. Uh, and I, I again, I don't know the relationship between that and the chemicals that were listed, but um, the idea is some something to do with the production of the of the chips. So. Um, um, I, I don't know if like it holds any the real water. estate kind of thing. Um, well, it, just with the demand for um, the chemicals involved in, in the production of those chips. But um, 
again, I don't know if that, um, speaking of puns, if it holds any water, uh, but you know, he's, who knows? It, it might be something to, uh, to, to look into, but, um, it's bizarre, man. It's, it's, it's just another line, another freaking weird, bizarre thing. Like, what about the Chinese blue thing, man? That was so yeah, weird. Was like weird. this whole year is like, it's nuts. Like, yeah, it just feels like a big old psyop, and you're like, they're doing psyops to to psyop psyops, and you're like, what the what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah, like it's, like, it's just like next. it's like a it's... strategy of confusion. <laughs> you're like, I don't know what the fuck to think. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. it's it could be you know order out of chaos and um, keeping keeping people talking about useless stuff when you know more important operations are are afoot, uh, whatever that whatever those are, but. Um, yeah, I, I do think the China war drums do. I, I think that's going to be something that's not going to go away. Yeah, no, that'll be an ongoing thing because I mean that's a gravy train for them right there. I mean, I don't know if we'll actually go to like any sort of war. I mean, I feel like we'd probably maybe get to a point to where we start pushing, you know, some sort of financial restrictions or you know sanctions or whatever. I, that's where I could see it going. I don't really see it going to a place of war, but all that stuff does is uh you know kind of put us more on a hair trigger to go to war. Uh, so it's not a good thing either way. But, you know, even if we do go to war, it still works out for the people in power. So it's just I, I think they're not necessarily going for a war. But if it happens, they're not too worried about it. That's kind of the way I see it. Uh, you know, I think they'd probably prefer to make it a slow, sustained drip to where they can, you know, you know, make money off of that. But uh, I guess back to the Ohio stuff. Um I guess kind of the, the, the last point I can think of really for it. I'm just, what is the current deal with like legal recourse for people there? Because obviously they got all their shit destroyed. Are they looking to get money from the government? The, the businesses that, you know, were accountable for, you know, I mean, if uh, the way I see it is if you, I mean, I don't necessarily know who, I guess it would depend on contracts drawn up, but whether it was this distribution company, probably being the train people or was the people with the chemicals, someone somewhere along the line, depending on how their contracts were up or stuff would be accountable for that to happen. Even if it's not, you know, even if it was completely an accident, that's the way this is supposed to work. You destroy someone's property. Even if you don't mean to do it, you're supposed to be able to, you know, provide restitution. That's how, you know, a, a fair justice system is supposed to work. Uh, so and I know there are a lot of issues there where it seemed like people may not end up getting that, or they would have a hard path towards it. So I don't know what your thoughts are or what you know about the current state of that. Yeah, the Leaks Oil Shop, which uh, was the business closest to the crash site, we I was with a Breitbart report, and we tried talking to him, and he told us that he couldn't make any statements because he was pursuing a lawsuit against Norfolk Southern. Um, and that was on his own accord, I think, as his business. Uh, but as far as a class action lawsuit, I don't know what the updates are. However, uh, initially the uh, the company contracted by the railway was going around and trying to get people to sign these bogus contracts that removed liability uh, from the railway for a lump sum exchange of one thousand uh, dollars, which and they got a couple hundred people to sign them, but. That I think once people realized that was going on, they, they basically stopped that. Um, but I know Beaver County, uh, which is the, the next county over, or one of the counties affected, principally uh, pursued a class action. I think against the railway. Um, 
But um, yeah, man. I as far as the the nitty gritty uh, details updates, uh, I definitely am not gonna sit here and say I have those. But I, I will once I'm back up there, Jose. If you want me, if you want to have me on again. Um, yeah, I mean, if you got any good, uh, you know, uh, things to come out of it, definitely let me know. I'm always interested in like what the new on the ground reporting type stuff is. I got a follow up from Wild Tangent about previously said Ohio had to repipe certain areas to accommodate the plant, if I recall. So I guess that does sound like maybe you know if we're going conspiratorial. The angle he's kind of getting at is that, you know, it seems to be he's implying with this chip company that they uh, would need the real estate to be able to divert their pipes in a certain way or something. I, I mean, that's a little bit too. I mean, I'm not above thinking that's the case. I just need more than just a gut feeling for that one <laughs> or just a, yeah. kind of a well, coincidence. I've noticed that journalists do, Jose, and ones I like a lot too, even. Um, like when a, a big story hits and somebody has it whether it's me or somebody else, they'll try to bring new information that they present as better information because it's their information. Um, so I realize people do that now. Um, but I think that that may be what, what is going on there is what I'm trying to say, but who knows I me, mean, you know, again, maybe there's something to that. that yeah. That I, I'm definitely not against going down uh, conspiratorial routes, but I will definitely usually caveat with, I have nothing to go on here. And for, with that one, uh, just the, the happenstance that a company is, you know, trying to move into a certain area and then a calamity happens. I mean, I need a little bit more than that, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not at all trying to chastise you while tangent. Uh, you know, I, that is a interesting theory. I'm not, you know, maybe there is more to it. Uh, but I guess, uh, you know, we're kind of, I guess, closing to the end here. What, what other stuff are you working on these days? You, I mean, you mentioned the book that you're helping out with. you have any other uh, projects or things you're interested in? I guess, you know, being on the ground, you're kind of more just like, oh, this thing popped off and now I'm going to run over to it. So I guess you kind of can't plan yeah. your workout too far in advance. But uh, I don't know if you got anything in the works right now. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I have my website at publicintel.info and... Um, yeah, it's, it's really tough to pre predict Jose. I love to, whenever I answer this question for people, I'm, I'm almost always wrong. So I just, I stopped trying to predict because I remember even last year I was telling people I was going to go and cover, um, a story and I never, I never got around to it. Um, but I, I have a car that works now and the means, it seems like the, um, the stars are aligned where I can kind of cover what I want for the next couple months anyways so um yeah there's some stuff i want to do for example in the southwest and out, out west more but uh yeah i'm i'm gonna try to like make my way i think with my vehicle um up the east coast first before i i start to head head that way uh but more generally speaking uh you know the the ohio stuff is i'm gonna return to and I got at least one more book project that I'm going to help somebody out with this year, uh, which is great. And then that's, yeah, that's all I kind of can speak on for now. Uh, the Epstein Maxwell thing is something I'm going to continue to follow up on. And then more generally speaking, elections too. Um, I'm doing a, for example, I'm doing a Twitter space with Mark Fincham and Craig Jardula on Thursday. Uh, he was the Secretary of State candidate for uh, for the GOP for Arizona. Uh, just talking about, um, you know, do I do an election show uh, with with Craig Jardula every week? So 
um, yeah, those, those topics generally. Um, and then those projects. So, yeah. Uh, well, no, I can kind of sympathize with you and not knowing, I mean, I can't tell you how many times just even just as a podcaster, not as someone doing like a on the ground, you know, reporting on, you know, stuff that kind of pops up all at once. Uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to cover this thing because it's interested me and then something else will divert my attention and then I just drop the other thing. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of this. It's a very ADD, uh, you know, type thing to where like I can just kind of cover whatever the hell I'm in, currently interested in. So that's great. Uh, I guess um, with that, we go ahead and drop your plugs. Uh, real quick, Tangent said, lots of dirty politics in Ohio. First injury, energy bribery case. Enron player involved at First Energy. Just a wild tangent. I'm assuming the First Energy is that company you're talking about. Okay, I guess that adds a little bit more beef to it if they got a lot of corruption going on there. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Get, you know. get a little more juicy there. Maybe, you know, I don't know, work on that tangent. I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Uh, but, yeah, uh, if you want to go and drop your plugs, uh, we'll go ahead and get out of here, bud. Yeah, yeah, definitely. appreciate it, Jose. Uh, definitely need people's help if they could, uh, you know, for as little as 30 cents a day or is it three cents a day? Three cents a day, folks. Or a dollar a month, or you can do 10, 20, 50, 100 bucks a month at buymeacoffee.com slash addy ads for independent media and journalism. Um, completely uh, independent and uh, tips are open to addy ads at protonmail.com. And my Gmail's addy reports at Gmail, and then my Twitter's one addy ads, one spelled out. But uh, buy me a coffee is the the uh, a great great place to for memberships um and then i'm also on substack too which is addyads.substack.com uh as well hell yeah uh, addy ads is doing a lot of work out there go throw him a few bucks and then if you have any leftover after that go throw me a few bucks <laughs> at patreon.com just no way jose 2020 uh if you this is the show is on youtube it's all the major auto pockets odyssey as well if you want to follow me on twitter at tower gang jose uh, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And with that, we are out. Appreciate the time, Addy Eds. Thanks, Jose. No problem.